0: Thing. Lord, have Your way, and Lord, have Your way in me, like a mighty storm, still within my soul. Lord, have Your way, Lord, have Your way. My, like a rushing wind and like a mighty storm, still within my soul. If that is our real prayer, if, if that's a prayer we are praying in our hearts. Lord, like a rushing wind and like a mighty storm, stir within my soul. If he stirs our soul, if he stirs our soul within our soul, if he creates a mighty wind and a mighty storm in our soul, what happens is, if a storm catches you, when we go through Facebook and now social media, because of the storms that's happening even in Andhra in India and also in Indonesia and tsunamis. If there is a storm that 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 happens uh, any place, what happens is like the movable things, the things that are not not uh, uh, that that have not enough root, strong root, they'll be taken away. And if this happens in our soul, if a mighty storm and if a rushing wind pass through our our soul and and if if that happens, it, uh, the, the things that are not from God, they will be taken away. they'll be moved and they'll be taken away and, from our souls, and that's what needed, needed for us. And the things that are, the things and, and, and the things that are from God, the things that are deposited by God, and the things that have seed, the, the imperishable seed, the things that are from God, they are always they stay with us. that's why He said, "The fruit I give you will stand forever." He has, when, when we came to Christ, when we were born, when we, we were born into his family, when we were born from, from our emptiness, from our darkness to the fullness and to the life, what happens is like the God gives us, the, puts us the seed that is imperishable. And the enemy comes and then deposits He deposits things that are perishable. He deposits things that have no root but attractive. He deposits things that are not from God but are very much needed in that moment. They just distract us towards them. And then we, if, we start to, uh, if we start to hang ourselves to those, to such kind of things, then when a hit, when a, when a storm comes, then they will be taken away and then we start to shake. As the people of God, as the people of, as the sons and daughters of Him, we start to always cling to that things that are from God, which cannot be shaken, which cannot be moved. And today I was, I was asking the Lord about about today's, uh, today's um, uh, meeting, and then God spoke to me from Second Peter chapter three. Let's read Second Peter, Second Peter chapter three, verse one. This is what I'm going to do, uh, 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 what I'm going to speak today. And then may the Holy Spirit minister to our souls as He wills. This is how the second letter, this is now the second letter that I am writing to you, my beloved. In both of them, I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder. And today, today, I want to remind you a few things that we already know so that our sincere hearts, so that our sincere souls can be stirred up. When that happens, may the movable things be removed from our heart. And that's why it's always, that's why fellowship is much needed. When we come together, what happens is like our hearts are stirred up always. Our hearts are stirred up by one another. That's why Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. Because when iron meets iron, what happens is like one of the other, the sharpness happens between them. And may the Lord stir uh, stir, uh, our hearts today. So... So a few things that I want to remind you. So these are all, all very common and then very fundamental and basic. But I feel like this is the this is the Lord wants to do do uh, amongst us. Few things that I want to remind you today are they're actually from First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two verse three. If indeed you have tasted the Lord is good. the first thing that I want to remind you today is the Lord is good the Lord is good can we all repeat this one the Lord is good God is good all the time all the time one more time one more time the Lord is our God is God is good all the time one more time all the time God is good good? Amen, amen. May this, be, may this be a reminder for us today. God is good. Even whatever the situations we are going through, God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Why he is good? Because that's who he is. That's who he is. Psalmist, you, uh, psalmist, I, I, I started to look up the verses for God is good. And then I, I cannot stop reading verse by verse, verse by verse. It, the, the psalmist writes beautifully about how God is good to him. And then I started to go and then kneel down. And then I started to think how God has been good to me in my life. And there is an endless list. And if you, I bet, if you start to go and then look your life one by one, how God has been good to you, my goodness. We might have to write many, many books. <laughs> the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Uh, my favorite verse Roman, uh, uh, in Romans, it's like the Lord, he, he loved us so much and he started to demonstrate his own love for us, his own goodness for us, his own mercy for me that while we are still sinners, he demonstrated his love by giving His Son, his, his son to us, that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. He started from there. He, even before, he started even before the foundations of the earth. Even before the foundations of the earth, he started to love us. He started to care for us. He started to think about us. The Lord is good. Trust that today the Lord is good. Yeah. Lord is good. And he never failed anyone so far. He never put anyone to shame so far, whoever has believed in him. He never denied anyone who has come to him. We even with what, it doesn't matter what kind of baggage he has. But when he stepped, one, when he took one step towards the Lord, the Lord always waiting. The Father is waiting. And then the Lord is good. And he's always there to meet you. It doesn't matter. He has no strings attached. The Lord is good. Our God is good. Our God is good, and and out of those verses, my favorite three verses are from verses are from Psalm thirty four eight. Psalm thirty four eight. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And in fact, in, in Peter, the verse words, the words we read is we are, we are people of God who have tasted the goodness of God. And Psalmist, even uh, Psalmist, thousands of years before, he is like, Oh, come and taste the goodness of God. We, now we, know, we already know that the Lord is good, and then we have started to taste the goodness of God. Is there anyone here who have not tasted the goodness of God? No, we, have, we all have tasted the goodness of God. And we are still doing that every day. If you have not tasted the goodness of God yesterday or today, then open your eyes and ask the Lord for, to help. You will taste the goodness of the God. And I have this beautiful story. And uh, 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 this is something that I did. What I did was, I broke my phone, which is given by my company. Oh. And before that, I lost the SIM card. That's even worse. So when I went to India, I, I took out the SIM card and put it in a, another phone and then took this phone to, uh, to India. And then I guess Indian stones are very strong, maybe. It slipped from my pocket and then I broke the screen. Yeah. So, and then I came home, and then I was searching for the phone, uh, for the SIM card, and then I couldn't find my phone. So I went to work, I didn't know what to do, so I changed my phone number in all my context to my personal phone number. Uh, and then after three months, I received an email saying, hey, this office number, it did not receive any calls for three months, so we are closing this account. Oh. <laughs> and then it went to my manager. I was like, I didn't know what to do. So, but the guy who works in Telecom office, I, uh, I, I've seen him. And he's very, very strict. He's like a very angry person. <laughs> because, because I remember one of my colleagues, he had some issue with the phone. And then one day he came to his desk and then started to yell at him. You know how many emails I received? <laughs> he was yelling at him. And then I, I looked at him. And then I thought, maybe this might be the last person whom I'm going to make friendship with. So, so now, now I didn't know what to do. So I was like... Um, then I applied for a new SIM card and then I received email from him saying, Hey, um, uh, I want you to come to my desk and explain me what happened, how you lost the SIM card because no one loses SIM card alone. <laughs> but your new SIM card is ready. So I went to him and then now he wants to see my phone. My phone is already broken. So I texted him, I emailed him saying, hey, you know, I'm also from tech department, so I know how to insert SIM cards. so can you just give me my SIM card? I get, because I don't want him to see my, see my broken uh, phone, so, but finally there is no choice, so I went to him and then I gave, I gave my phone to him and he was like, why did you take out your SIM card? It's against the policy. I said, I'm sorry. And then how come you broke the office phone and then you have to pay for it? I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> So uh, all I said was like, I'm sorry, I kept quiet, and then he checked my entire phone, and then he, he set it up, and then he gave me he gave my phone. And then I'm back, I was like, oh, I was so happy. And then last Sunday, when I was coming to church, um, I felt like I was driving on 49, and I, I felt like God is asking me to go uh, to Starbucks on 49. I wanted to go to Brecca, but I was like, okay, let's go to Starbucks, and then I took the coffee, and then I, I was running, I, was, I wanted to come to church around one-ish. So, but, but I felt like God asked me to sit down there. So the, the forty nine uh, Starbucks was almost empty, so I sat down for a I just sat down, and then I took off my, um, my bag, and then I was waiting. I don't know why God has brought me here. And then all of a sudden, there comes his name is Jas. and then he was like, he, he sat next to me. I said, hey, Jas, and he was like, hey, man, and then we started to talk. Uh, he's, he's from here, he started to open his life, and then we both started to talk, and then I said, I'm going to church, and then, oh, do you go to church? Yes, I go to church, and then, um, and then he said, uh, I said, I need to go because I'm running late, and then while I was taking my bag, and then he said, he called me, he said, Jeevan, since I know you now, come and see, see me tomorrow at my desk. I have a new phone for you. Oh. I really want to test him, right? <laughs> I didn't want to believe <laughs> that. <laughs> so I was like, next day I didn't go. I didn't go to his desk. And then again, he emailed me. Hey, hey buddy, I was looking for you. I was like, oh my goodness, now he's serious. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so we both met at a meeting and he was like, he, he immediately, he pulled a chair for me. He's like, hey, come on. And then we started to talk. I was like, the Lord is so good. Amen. Yeah. The Lord is so good. We have to taste God, and then God is always waiting for us to enjoy him. And that's what, as a church together, we learned all of these years that he is so good, and, and, and his goodness is endless goodness. It's like story after the story, the life after the life, the instant after the instant, day after day, and moment by moment, and night after night, Lord is so good. The Lord is so good, and we got to taste him. And we have already tasted him. So that's the first one that I want to remind you that we are good tasters. I can say that I have tasted the goodness of the Lord. Can you say that? Yes, yes. Can we say that? Yes. yes. The Lord is good. God is good? Yes. All the time? Yes. God, is God is good. Very good. <laughs> I want to read one more verse about the goodness of the Lord. So we know that the Lord is good, and then we got to taste Him. Uh, Psalm 119 and 60, 68 I want to remind you that the Lord is good, and then we got to taste Him. We are very experts now. Psalm 119, verse 68. What happens when we taste the goodness of God? When we start to taste the goodness of God, we start to open our lives to God. I started to taste the goodness of God, and then I started to open. I started to taste the goodness of my friend, Jazz, and then now slowly we started to open our lives. So the goodness of God, when we start to taste the goodness of God, the immediate prayer that comes out of our heart is like, Oh, Lord, you have shown me your goodness. Now here I am. I'm giving my life. And this is what Psalm 68 uh, 119 and 6 says, You are good and you do good, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, you are good and you do good. And without any shadow, we have to believe that He is good and He does good to us. Everything what He does is to good us. The people might think, the people might plan something bad for us, but God can bring goodness out of that bad. So He is good and He does good. And teach me your laws and teach me your principles and teach me who you are, O oh God. That's the prayer. That's the ticeness of good. Draws us, moves us, compels us, attracts us to this prayer, saying, oh Lord, now teach me what you want me to do for you teach me what you want me to do for you help me guide me in fact in, in fact when you start to read about the goodness of the lord you start to read goodness of the father and goodness of jesus christ and goodness of the holy spirit when you start to teach uh, read about goodness of the holy spirit it's like your good spirit lead me into your way yes the tasting, of good, the tasting of his goodness always leads us to say, Oh Lord, now I'm ready. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Nehemiah, uh, uh, let's read this verse. Chapter 9, verse 20. Can someone read it before I find it? Chapter 9, verse 20. I think I found it. Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 20. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not your from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. Ah, look at that. Forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they lacked nothing. That's His goodness. His goodness, he gave his good spirit to instruct them. His good spirit instructs us. And then we lack nothing because he's always good. He's always good. He's always good. God is good. We know that. And we have tasted goodness. And then it leads us into the prayer, asking him, asking him, Lord, what I'm going to do now? What do you want me to do? And that's the prayer it leads us to. The second one The second one from chapter uh, First Peter, chapter one, verse seventeen. Yes. 18 verse eighteen two. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors but with the precious blood of Christ a lamb without blemish or defect. The second point that I want to remind you today to stir up your soul is that he we are redeemed people we are redeemed people for we know we already know this one and i'm just reminding you we already know this one that that we are redeemed we are redeemed from the empty way of life handed down by our ancestors from our ancestors, all the things uh, from our ancestors, we are handed down the empty way of life, empty life that is being handed over to us from our ancestors. But we are redeemed from that empty life, empty way of life to the fullness of Christ. For we, for and we are redeemed, it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold. Silver or gold, they are perishable things. But we are not redeemed by those perishable things, but we were redeemed from the empty way of life with the precious blood of Christ. A lamb without blemish or defect. I am redeemed. We are redeemed. by the blood of Christ. We are redeemed by the blood of Christ. We are redeemed by the blood of Christ. In fact, when we read Ephesians, that word, uh, Ephesians, Paul explains to, explained, uh, to, uh, to the church in Ephesus, uh, saying that, see, you, you, you were in the, in the kingdom of the darkness, your kingdom of the emptiness, your kingdom, your, 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 you were far away from peace, but by the blood of Christ, you were drawn close to the peace, by the blood of Christ, you were drawn towards his kingdom, by the blood of Christ, you were, you were adopted into his family. We are redeemed people. Always we have to remember that. We have to remind ourselves that we are redeemed people. You know why he has redeemed? Because that's his pleasure. For his pleasure, for his goodness, for his mercy, he has redeemed us from the the way of life our ancestors. It's not only from our sins that, that he has redeemed, but he has redeemed from the former things. He has redeemed from the way of the world. And that is why we no longer belong to the world. Yet we live in this world, but we no longer belong to this world. We no longer live to the standard and the way of life of the world. But we have a new covenant and we have a new set 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 of way of life that we are to live. We are redeemed from the emptiness, empty way of life that is handed over by our ancestors. And anything that is lacking, any area of any area of our life, if we are lacking in anything, that means we gotta check and then we have to open our lives because we have tasted the goodness of the Lord. And then now we have to open our lives in that area and then saying, Lord, this is what's happening. Can you show me your statutes? Can you show me your way of life? Because He is the way. If there is any emptiness, if there is any emptiness in our area, immediately, because He is the Lord, because He is the good, good Father, Lord, redeem me. Redeem me. Redeem me from that, Lord. Redeem me from that. Redeem me from that, Lord. And I want to remind you. I want to stir up. I pray that God stirs up our soul deep down inside. May His wind blow through our thought. May His wind blow through our soul. That the things that are not, the empty things, the shallow things, the things that are that they don't they don't have any root in you because you are a redeemed person you are you are a redeemed person you you no longer have you no longer have any connection with the world if there are any things that are deposited and i pray i pray that the holy spirit may he may he speak to you and may he may he create a create a wind in our hearts that he he plucks all of those things that they are they are they, they are moved from our heart they are moved from our life every time every time when there is lack when, when there is that's why psalm 23 we know that we know that he is the shepherd and we lack nothing he is a good god and we lack nothing and this is the prayer that we need to go and then say oh lord show me your stature show me your way of life is there a way of life? If I'm, if I'm having trouble with my finances, that's the way of life. I need to go to him and then say, Oh Lord, you are so good. I know you provided me. I know you want to do that. I know you have provided 40 years for them. I know you are faithful to them. You are faithful to me. I have tasted your goodness. But there is emptiness in this area. And would you please help me to find your way? Would you please help me to find your way? We are redeemed people. And redeemed people, they always they 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 always move from emptiness to the fullness the reason why we always the reason why why uh, the when the holy spirit stirs in our hearts as a redeemed person we move from lack. Uh, from the area of lack to the to the area of fullness is because is because that's the seed that god has deposited in us that's why he has redeemed us because if the lord is if the lord is lord of our, our life and if he is the master of our life and if he's if he's the if he, if he's the king over my life and if he's ruling my life and if I am under, under his, with him, and in his kingdom, under under the statues of his wonderful kingdom, then I lack nothing. And if he is my shepherd, and I lack nothing, I don't know what you're lacking. I don't know what what, what we are lacking. Maybe it's peace, or maybe it's rest, or maybe it's 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 it's, it's something that you've been praying, or maybe it's something, but but i pray that i pray that we open ourselves to god and then ask him holy spirit what's your way of life in this one what's your way of life what's your statute in this one o oh lord That's what what verse 23 says. It's since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. We have been redeemed, we have been born again, through the, not of the perishable seed, but of imperishable. But of imperishable. And this seed always grows, because it is imperishable. This seed always goes because imperishable. And the third one, the word of God is always living and abiding in our lives. In other words, the word of God is always active and alive in our lives. Alive and active in our lives. Hebrew chapter four, verse twelve. Hebrew chapter four, verse twelve. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword. Piercing to the division of the soul, of the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intention of the heart. We are the people in our lives, in our lives, the word of God is active and always living. Is living and always active. And that I want to remind again that the word of the word of the Lord. is alive and active in our hearts, in our lives. That's the kind of people who we are. The word of the Lord is always alive, is alive and active. When the word of the Lord is always alive and active, It takes us to the place of rest. It takes us to the place of rest. That's why verse 11 says, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active and sharper than two-edged sword. When the word of the Lord is alive and active, it leads us to the way of life. It leads us to live the way of life that God wants us to live. It leads us to the righteous way of life that God wants us to live. And that helps us to go into his rest. That's why Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17. Isaiah 32, verse 17. The fruit of righteousness is peace. And the effect and the result of righteousness is quietness. And trust forever. The fruit of righteousness is peace, and the effect and the result of righteousness is quietness and trust forever. We 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 have we got to make sure that the word of God is always alive in our hearts, and, and this is the part that we got, we have to we, we have to be cautious is the word of God is active in our life. And this is the, uh, this is the, this is, these are the things that I want to remind you today, that the word of the Lord is always alive, and it must be active in our life. And this is active when we show obedience to the word that is alive in us, in our hearts. When we show obedience to the word that is spoken to us, when we show obedience to the word that is given to us, when we show obedience obedience to the word that is preached into our lives, then it is active. When this is active, this leads to the right way, right standing with the Lord, and that results in peace and rest. And I want to remind you today that the word of the Lord wants it I always want to be alive and active in my life and in our life. And all we got to do is to show obedience. To show obedience to the word that is preached. The word that is you have learned. The word that is imparted on your life. The word that is spoken over your life. We got to show obedience to it. And the last one. First Peter chapter 2 verse 1 This is the people of God this is the kind of people that God the Peter wants them to be so put away all old stuff and have hunger and long for the pure spiritual milk. And the fourth reminder today, the last reminder today is, we are people, we are, we are people called by God, When we put away our old stuff, old style, then we get the hunger for, for, for true food, for pure milk, for pure spiritual stuff. As long as we have, as long as we are, we have the old stuff still within us, as long as we have the, the previous life or previous way of life is hanging, uh, hanging around us, then, then, then it's very hard to have this, this true hunger for the word of God. If we want to get the hunger for the, for, the, for the word of God, for the true word of God, we have to, we have to put away all the old stuff, all the, all, the, all, the, all the previous stuff, the previous way of life, the, the paths of life, the methods of life that we have learned. When we start to put them aside, then the new hunger is, is created in our hearts for the word of God and that's a pure, the, for the pure spiritual milk and through which we can grow, through which we grow. And the Lord wants, wants to remind you today that can you put away your old stuff? Because because we have the seed; it's always new. It always creates new things, and that's why that's why day by day His mercies are new, and we always grow from grace to grace. So this new imperishable seed it compels us, it it leads us, it it helps us to helps us to. Helps us to have a new hunger when we, when we can deny our old stuff. When we start to put our old stuff, then this new hunger is created in us. Peter writes to the. Peter was writing the, to to this church, saying, "These are the kind of people God is always always wants us, and you are like that. And I want to stir your soul, stir up your souls, by reminding that you are like this. You you have tasted the goodness of the Lord because the Lord is good, and you are a redeemed people, and you have you are redeemed by the blood of Christ. And now now the word of God is alive and active, and now you have to put away old stuff, and God creates a new hunger in." you and if we are this one if we say yes to all of this and if we say yes lord you've been doing all of this in my life and i'm so thankful to you and i'm so grateful to you because you because this is the kind of people you have been preparing me and if you say yes to this and peter what's peter writing in the next verse is he's saying that if you say that and this is who you are if you say yes to those four four things and this is who we are we are we are living stones we are living stones and, every, and 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 that's what peter is peter is saying as you come to him a living stone you are rejected by man but in the sight of god chosen and precious you yourself like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. As I showed the picture, uh, the, the image that, uh, from there. I was thinking about it, and I was praying to God. Like like uh, like I was praying to God. I was giving thanks to God, saying, "Oh Lord, thank you so much for being my 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 place of refuge. You are you are like you are like a place where I can go and hide. I'm hiding now, and and I, I was thankful to God for 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 uh, uh, for who for who He is as a tower of refuge." And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, God started to speak to me through this one. He started to say that, Jeevan, that's what, that's what who you are. I've been calling you for that. I've been calling you to live a life of like a living stone where people can depend on you, where people, where, where you are part of this wonderful building, wonderful house of God through whom you are connected. And then you are a part of this building and upon you, his kingdom can be built. And if, if we say yes to those four, those four and we are, we are the living stone, and that's what God is calling us, and that's what you are, and I want to remind you that you are a living stone. And I want to remind you that you have seen, you have already experienced for who he is, and also you have seen people living this kind of life, and you, ha- and you might have people in your life, they have seen you as this one, as a living stone. As living stone and Peter was explaining to us he is writing that these living stones in the past they were rejected by men but now they're chosen and they're precious to God you and I we have to believe that we, are, we, we, we have to believe that this is who we are we are living stone and in fact that's what paul says that's what peter is writing he is writing from in verse 6 he says for it stands in scripture behold i am laying in zion a stone a cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame so peter is saying jesus christ is the cornerstone Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. Cornerstone is the reference. It's the first stone that is the, uh, that is laid in a building and it's a reference for all the other stones. And if we read from Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 so then you're no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets and christ jesus himself being the cornerstone so if jesus christ is the cornerstone and the apostles and prophets prophets our foundation and you and I are the living stones built upon them. So we are built on the foundations of apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the land, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And what is living stone? What does the, the life of a living stone look like? The living stone, this, this life is always, and you and I are living stones because that's what the Bible says. We are living stones. That's why we cannot exist individually. Because we are living stone and then we are the part of his beautiful construction that he is building, the house of the Lord. Whereas Jesus Christ is the cornerstone and prophets and apostles are the foundations and we are built. And the beautiful part of this part about this one is if we go through Old Testament, when when God ordered Moses to build, build an altar, The altar was built with different kinds of material. Sometimes it was built with wood. Sometimes it was was built with different stuff that is available there. But when God ordered Moses to build an altar with the stones, he said, use uncut stones that no iron or no instrument would touch them. It should not touch them because if an iron or instrument touches it, then that means it is profane, it is defiled. And I don't want that so when we are if we are a living stone a living stone is shaped by the lord when we are shaped by the world when we are shaped by any other instrument then the lord himself because let's say uh, let's say if there is a stone and, and that, that stone if we are using to build an altar that means that stone is actually designed that stone is actually actually shaped by the lord that that's why no man would not break it or no man would not would not put it the man has to supposed to take it and then put it into the uh, in the in, the, in uh, plaster it with other stones that's why that uh, uh, that's why we 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 are always sh- we, we must be shaped by the lord not by the world not by the standards of the world that's why every time when there is a when there is a storm or when there is a rushing wind that happens in our heart it would it would take away it would take away all the attached things of to the stone that are not from god the stirring up uh, the stirring up of the soul is so important that what it does is it removes it makes us free. The word of the Lord, the truth, it sets us free and prepares us to this one. You and I are called to be living stones. Why? Because God has chosen us. God has chosen us and then he is saying, you are so precious to me. You are so precious to me. And, and I, I call you as you are because I made you and I have known you. You are so precious to me and then i'm going to put you into this one that's the beauty of this the, the uh, uh, beauty of beauty of being a living stone because you cannot exist you cannot function without the body it's saying verse 20 built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets and jesus christ himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure the whole structure grows And we are joined together, being joined together, and we grow into a holy temple. We all grow into a holy temple. We are joined and built together. When we we are part of the body, when we are part of this wonderful house of the Lord that God is building, then we joined together and then we grow together into the temple it's not like it's not like you grow outside and then you come and then you be a part no when we are this is this is a living stone it's not a stone that is actually it's not a stone that cannot be that is not living it's a living stone as we start to come together as we start to plug in with the, with the with the house of the lord we grow into together and we are being built together into a dwelling place for god And that's what the church has been learning for the past few weeks. That we are the church and, the, and, 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 and how we can grow as a church together. We started off with the prevailing church and then when Chad came and then, and then in fact Jacob last, uh, last week he started to talk about advanced gods. How can we, as, how can we live as advanced gods for this, for this house of the Lord? And when we say that oh... Uh, Oh, we are reminded of those things. And then God is reminding you today that you are a living stone and you are a part of this one. You are built, Jesus Christ as your reference and your foundation is as apostles and prophets. And then you are joined together and being built together as a house of the Lord. Why? Why? What's the reason for this one? What's the reason? Chapter, Chapter 3, verse 10 so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Jesus Christ, our God. So, why we are living stones? Because he chose us and we are precious to him. And we know how good he is. And we are called to be a holy priesthood, a royal priesthood. And that's what the Peter, the, the, the favorite verse for many people in Peter about people of who we are. It's like verse 9, chapter 1, uh, First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It said, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. We are that, we know that, we are excited about that. But you know why he, he has called us to be a chosen race? Why he has called us to be a royal priesthood? Why he has called us as a holy nation? Why he has called us as a people of his own position? That you and I may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is all because you and I can go to the world and then say those four things. Say, hey, the Lord is good. I have tasted him. Now see me. You can, see, you can understand it. And you can, also, you can also taste it. That we more go into the world and proclaim the excellencies of him. The beauty of, of our life lies in there. And what happens if I don't believe that, as, that I'm a living stone? Peter writes about that. He says, verse 7, So the honor is for you who believe that you are a living stone. Verse 6, he talked about how Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. And verse 7, he's writing to the church. He's saying, it's, it's our honor to believe that we are living stones and he's the cornerstone. And we are part of this and growing together. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. So so we believe that we are living stones. We are living stones so so I have, I have so how can we how can we start 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 experiencing start living out this way of life because we already as i said nothing is new today it's already it's already already explained to you it's already known to you i 'm just reminding you and how and and this way uh, being a being a living stone is something it's like it's like the the first point i wrote is like i have to believe that god is calling us god has chosen us and we are precious to him and he is calling us to be a living stone he's calling us to be a stone be, be 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 get grounded in him and live a live a life of live a life of matured christian through which my through which my actions through my actions through my words the kingdom of god can be can be revealed it's a lifestyle It's a lifestyle. And I I have people, I have people in my life who are like this they were not moved they were not shaken by the by the things that are happening in their lives and also every time when there is something that i need to i always have this kind of people to, i can go to them and then say hey because i'm also part of this building and i depend on them i am plastered with them i am together with them i am growing into his body and then i go and then hey say say and go and then say hey brother hey sister this is what's happening can you help me can you sharpen me? And then the words they, they release, they are very sharp and then they help me. They cut to the core of my soul. And then you have, you have that kind of people. And now, and now we have to believe that God is calling us the living stone. And there are people who are waiting for it. And you are a living stone. Second one. Because we are living stones that God is calling us, and then He has called us to be royal priesthood, and all of this is to proclaim His excellences. Is to proclaim His excellencies. And the third one, we are immovable as we've been learning about this. When I start to believe this one that yes, Lord, you have chosen me and I'm precious to you. And you have called me, you have chosen to chosen me as a living stone to offer spiritual sacrifices. To, to live that kind of life, to proclaim excellences of you. When I start to live, when I start to believe that, then God started to establish the truths in me. And and he, has, he does that in our life. And we are immovable. You know why we are immovable? Because of his favor. Because he's always there. He's always there. That's why Psalm, Psalm, um, uh, Psalm 30, 30, that's what it, it talks about. Psalm thirty. One of the verses says, "We are immovable because of His favor. We are immovable because of His favor." Psalm thirty, verse six. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I said, "I shall never be moved by Your favor, O Lord." You made my mountain stand strong. Jacob taught us about favor last Sunday. He is immovable. He is, he is, he cannot be shaken. And we are immovable because He is immovable and we cannot be shaken because His favor, because of the truth that is deposited in us. And when we start to, when we start to have this, uh, when we start to remind ourselves that we are a living stone, something that happens, that something miraculous that happens is, is we become the killers of hostility. We become the killers of hostility. And Paul explains that beautifully in Ephesians chapter 2. How Jesus Christ has become the became the destroyer of the of the walls of the hostility. How he, has, how he has made Jews and Gentiles together as one family because of his sacrifice in the flesh. I was. I end with this story. I went to India last time, and I went to India last time. As I said, I already explained to you that Jacob asked us to not to from. We were in North India, and then Jacob's and our plan is to go to Nandigama and then train people. And then Jacob said, God told uh, he he gathered all of us and he said, Hey guys, God clearly spoke to me that we are not supposed to go to any other place than another mountain that is called Little Mount Chennai. So we all booked our flights to Chennai, and then we all landed. And then I asked Jacob, then Jacob, what about the plan to go to Nandigama? If you go to Chennai and we kill one day, so we won't be able to go to Nandigama and then minister. Then he said, can the boys and the girls, can they come to Chennai? It's very expensive and it's like follow our train journey and it's the last moment. And then I told Jacob, I don't know, Jacob said at least if three or four people can come, that is also enough, Da. So then I told them and then there were like 24 people, they, they came, they took train and then they landed. And then they came and then... Um, I was, translating, uh, this, uh, I was translating Jacob, Jacob was talking and then all of a sudden there, there comes a pastor from Chad's church. He entered and then uh, he came to give some envelope to Jacob. So he gave the envelope and then immediately Jacob said, hey, why don't you share your testimony?" And this guy came, and then he stood up there, and then, and then I was translating him. So he's speaking in English, he's, he's sharing his testimony, and he comes from the same province, but he moved when he was very young. Same province that I come from. So he said, okay, I'm from this province, and then we said, oh, we're all from that province. And then he started to share his testimony, and then he comes from the, he comes from the Brahmin's caste, the highest caste. And then he's standing next to me, he's with us, and then we were in a small room, and then he was sharing testimony, and then I was translating, but I was in tears, because I can see what God is doing in the spirit, where God is breaking the walls of the walls of this division, walls of this hostility, in a room, in a room where God is bringing this and then this, the highest of the, the community and the lowest of the community, together as a body. And then He actually broke the, broke the wall of the hostility that is in all of our minds i was like when i was reading this one this one that as as we start to live this life of uh, living stone uh, living stone we become the breakers we become the killers of the hostility we be, we we destroy the boundaries we destroy the walls between the race walls between the caste walls be, walls between the economical standards walls between the world and we bring them we we be the we be the uh, the mirrors of God's image, and we show them this is what God is, we, this is how good he was. We start to proclaim the excellences of him who called us, Who and we, we be the killers of that hostility. And I, as I was translating there, God started to speak to me, and, and I was in tears, like, how can this be possible? Because I was thinking, Oh, what if if I had not listened to Jacob and then say, hey, Jacob, this cannot be possible. You should come to Nandigam at least for one hour or two hours. This wouldn't be happen. I That was like, oh, Lord, thank you so much for these young people who showed obedience to you and then took the, took the risk of traveling that many hours and on that day, Chad came, and then I asked Chad just to spend 120 seconds, that's it. But he spent 40 minutes and then gave solid, powerful the, the prophecy, the, the word that God is going to do amongst our lives. And that's set for a new uh, direction, for a new, new, uh, new standards and new way of life that God has called. And this is, the, this is what the Lord wants us to do through us. We all know this, I'm just reminding this as I said, to stir up your heart, to stir up your heart. These people are immovable, they're not tossed by, by, by the waves. And that's what Peter asked them, he, he asked them, he said, he said, abstain from every temptation, every passion that creates war in your heart. That's the, that's the beauty of living this one. God strengthens us, God keeps on reminding us to abstain every passion, every passion that creates war inside of us because we are living stones, we are immovable and there are people who want to depend on us because we are part of this one. There are, there are stones that are attached, that are plastered to us. And this is what the Lord wants to remind us today that you are a living stone. You are a living stone. As I said, if you said yes to all of these four, that means you are a living stone. There is no other category. The Lord is good all the time. And we are redeemed people. We have experienced the blood of Christ forgiving our sins. And also, and also we, started to, we started to move from the life of empty. And the word of, li- word of the Lord is always alive and active. We do everything in our power, but everything in our in our obedience to to ask Him to to show obedience for the word of God to be alive. And we are people called to put away. That's why we always. That's why every time when when I see you, every time when we come together, we always wanna wanna give something to Him and then take something from Him. We always wanna get rid of the stuff that is, that is not needed. You are people like this. That's what God is saying. You have lived this life. That means Peter is saying, hey guys, if you have lived this life, that means you are a living stone. You are a living stone built together, joined together, built together, joined together, and being built and being shaped to be the house of God. To be the house of God. We cannot exist by our own. We grow together. In whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Holy Spirit. This is all done by the Holy Spirit. This is all done by the Holy Spirit. As you come to him today, you are a living stone rejected by men. But in the sight of God, you are chosen, precious. You, yourself, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices. We are built together, as a living stones, we are built together to offer spiritual sacrifices. And I was reading about spiritual sacrifices. I was asking the Lord, I was reading from Romans, The spiritual sacrifices are, Paul says, giving your body as sacrifice to him is a spiritual sacrifice. And he said, opening your mouth and praising him is a spiritual sacrifice. Sacrifice is something you dearly want to hold on to, but you give it with the heart. That's what we do with the body. We think this is our body. We think this is our own. We think we try to make it this is our own. Yes, this is our own. But at the same time, we have to give it to the Lord because this is the temple of the Lord. And words, that is the most powerful thing. That is the most powerful thing because because if as you give your words as sacrifice, your praise as sacrifice, when you're praising, that means you no longer are the boss of your words. You're saying, Lord, you are the God. And this is you have given me, and then I give it back to you. I disconnect myself from the owner of this one. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's a life that is seen. And, the, and the Peter and the last point Peter says, Peter, Peter talks about this one, he says, he says, "Hey, I urge you, I urge you." And he, said, he says, "Keep your conduct among all the people, Gentiles." And everyone, among all people, honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify the Lord. And they may see when they start to talk bad about you, let them see your good deeds and they glorify God when God visits them. I pray, these are all not new to us, but I'm reminding you in an order how Peter wrote to the church. He is immovable and we know. And now God wants us to be immovable and that's what who you are. It's in us. And may the Holy Spirit stir up. May the Holy Spirit blow his wind and take away all the things that are not from him. And make you as who you are, as he he intended about you. Let's pray. This is the beauty of, of Holy Spirit's leading. The moment Jane started to lead the worship and people started to worship and she was like, oh, all the points, it's like, oh, still, be still, and we are immovable. It's like, ah, oh, oh, Lord, this is the word of the Lord for us today. He cannot be changed, he can, but he cannot be shaken. And God wants us to be a people of him that cannot be shaken too. Let's pray. For me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. By your favor, O Lord, make our lives stand strong. By your favor, O oh Lord. Help us to taste more of your goodness. And this is this is all have to be done by the Spirit, right? It's all must be happened by the Spirit. And then Spirit is willing. That the one who has ears let him hear. Thank you, Father. It's a beautiful. Father, we praise you. We praise you. I give myself because I have tasted, tasted your goodness. Pray, pray to him. Pray to him and then say. You want to sing this song? You finish? Yeah, up to you. Other, other one, what one is that? MBC